At first, they came in a trickle. In June 1861, only a few weeks after the shots at Fort Sumter plunged the United States into civil war, newspapers in Richmond, Virginia, began to report the arrival of Yankee prisoners. They came from Manassas Junction, Newport News, and other places where the two armies were feeling each other out for the battles that lay ahead. Generally, there were fewer than fifteen brought in at a time. On June 15th, a detachment of the Confederate Army arrived from Yorktown, with thirteen Union prisoners actually taken in battle. They had been captured five days earlier at the Battle of Big Bethel. In reality, the fight had been little more than a skirmish, lasting only about an hour. It resulted in genuine prisoners of war, however, and as the captives were taken to the Richmond Customs House, according to one newspaper account, Many of our citizens evinced some curiosity to get a peep at the captured Yankees. On July 2nd, the Richmond Dispatch reported that there were from 75 to 100 of old Abe's disciples in the Confederate capital. They arrived in a city unprepared to receive them and unwilling to keep them. The Confederate Congress had voted on May 11th to move the capital from Montgomery, Alabama, On the heels of the announcement, a flood of eager Southern recruits quickly arrived in Richmond. On May 29th, President Jefferson Davis and some 1,000 employees of the Confederate government followed. Meanwhile, like a magnet, the new capital attracted several thousand border state refugees, office seekers, and individuals of varying characters who saw varying forms of opportunity in the newly minted capital city. All this bustle left little time or inclination to formulate a coherent policy to deal with the trickle of military prisoners. As a result, the uninvited Yankees were dealt with as they arrived. This makeshift approach would prove to be the general precedent for Southern prison policy for the rest of the war. The Confederate government never intended for its capital to be a permanent site for housing Union captives. Rather, Richmond was to serve as a temporary holding place until the Yankees could either be exchanged or shipped to established depots farther south. The June arrivals, however, pushed the number of prisoners in Richmond beyond the capacity of the jail and the customs house. This forced officials to make other arrangements. On June 25th, orders emanated from military headquarters in Richmond to move all prisoners confined in the city jail to the house lately prepared for them. The house was Ligon's warehouse and tobacco factory, the first of many such facilities pressed into service. The three-story building was located at the corner of Main and 25th Streets, Eager Richmond citizens flocked to the site to view the captives. They would soon have hundreds more to amuse them. On July 21, 1861, a newly christened Union army, commanded by General Irvin McDowell, met the forces of Confederate Generals P.G.T. Beauregard and Joe Johnston along Bull Run, near Manassas Junction, Virginia. It was a clash of untested and virtually untrained armies. This gave the Confederates, fighting on the defensive, an advantage, and by late afternoon, 
McDowell's army was retreating toward Washington. As the Federals withdrew, Confederate forces scooped up nearly fifty officers, one thousand enlisted men, and a handful of civilians who had ridden out to watch the anticipated glorious victory. Among the latter was one Alfred Eli, a congressman from upstate New York. The trickle was now a flood, and officials in Richmond had to scramble to find housing for the Union captives headed their way.